further up and further in. I'm Amy and I'm here with Michelle. Hey Amy, here we are again, yep. inviting our listeners into a rumble. Exactly. Some stuff we're working through ourselves. So if people are looking for answers today, yeah. who knows what they're going to come away with. Get a lot of maybe little, little nuggets of thoughts to think about. Maybe they'll just find joy in the fellowship of our common suffering yes. that we all rumble with stuff and we're trying to figure stuff out these days. We've talked a lot in this podcast about dreams and how God mm-hmm. speaks to us in dreams. And uh, do you have a common theme in your dreams? I think my often it's around schools. Yes, yeah. that's right. That when, when I was kind of processing this thought last night when we're, we're going to talk about, I was like, Amy often has schools and such in her yeah. dreams. And that makes sense to me. What does it say to you? I th- a lot of times it just represents like my journey in life. Mm-hmm. Like and different, different transitions and different shifts and yeah, just represents kind of like the school is my life and what I am doing in the school is kind of indicative of what's going on. Yeah. And you're a learner and a teacher and a giver of information and that's how God's wired you. And I love it. Well, God often speaks to me in shoes as our listeners probably know. I love saying this because men always look really skeptical. Yeah. A little hairy eyebrow. But I know some of our listeners are like, oh, speak, Lord, your servant hears. (laughs) And of course, I I mean, it's probably not helpful for me to do all the defensive edits that he does speak to me in dreams. And that doesn't automatically mean I buy shoes. Quite often, shoes come to me, which I find fascinating as well. So about a year and a half-ish ago, I did have a dream where there was an impending storm. I was with a really good friend, and my Mm -hmm. friend didn't seem to see the storm, but I could see the storm, and I was really distressed. Like, I thought it was going to kill us. And I kept saying, can you see the storm, see the storm? And it was like, no, no, and they were celebrating some good things that had happened in their life, which is all fascinating to me. And I just had the thought in my dream, if I change my shoes, everything's going to be okay. I'll get Mm -hmm. out, I'll be able to get out of this storm. And in my dream, I look down and I see a pair of shoes I wore in high school. And they're just like worn right out. And the strap has broken. Yeah. I had run to the vehicle earlier in the dream. And as weird happens in dreams, I just look under the seat as though I know something. Mm-hmm. And there's a new pair of blue shoes. Now, red shoes have been the thing in my story. And I was just like, they were the most beautiful blue shoes. And I woke up. Mm-hmm. Now, that was a year and a half ago. And I've not bought myself a pair of blue shoes. Yeah. I think about it. I smile about it. Blue means lots of things in dreams. Anyhow, fast forward ahead, a year and a half later, I get this cancer diagnosis. Mm -hmm. And someone I don't know really well. Like, I know them, Mm -hmm. but they're like a friend of a friend, and it's a small community, and we bump into each other and have delightful conversations. But I don't know her pet peeve, and I don't know her favorite food. Like, that kind of level of, I do know her, Mm -hmm. about her, but I don't know her. She sends me a message and she on um, Facebook Messenger, and she's like, I'm so sad about your diagnosis, and I have a thought I can't get off my mind. Something I'd like to surprise you. And, man, at this stage of the game, I was even more uncomfortable than I am now. I'm getting mm-hmm. used to people extending a lot of extraordinary grace and kindness. Mm-hmm. And so I just say, thank you. It's kind. I love, I love surprises. And two days later, she messages me back with another friend, and she said, we want to buy you a pair of Fluvog shoes. Mm-hmm. Now, some of our listeners might not know what those are because they're kind of funky and unique and yeah. definitely a niche market. Many people over the years since my red shoes have told me, have you ever had a pair? And I always think, well, that would be super fun because they're artsy and creative and unique and shoes are fun. I like shoes. 
I will never buy myself a pair in a million years. Yeah. They're kind of pricey and they're very fancy and extra. And I've laughed many times and said to people, well, I'd love a pair, but if I ever get a pair, it'll be because someone gave them to me. Ha, ha, ha. Mm -hmm. And now I have this person that's not even like super close to me saying, I can't get it off my mind that I need to buy you a pair of shoes. Yeah. Well, what this person doesn't know that in the month before that, I'd been having a dream in the night again, of course, Mm -hmm. me and my dreams. And in my dream, oh shoot, I wasn't going to cry today. (laughs) In my dream, I'm wearing a hospital gown. Okay, where I grew up, we called those Johnny shirts. Let's just laugh instead of cry for a minute. (laughs) Please, dear listeners, if you also called them Johnny shirts, write us a message and give me some comfort that I'm not crazy. I've actually looked into it, and it's common in Great Britain and on the East Coast, which makes sense because that's where I grew up, right? We have a lot more slang there that reflects Great Britain that doesn't exist in the West. So in my dream, I have this Johnny shirt on, or as you all call it, a hospital gown. And you know how those are, right? Rough, cotton, one size, doesn't fit all. Yeah. Uh, fits somebody, but not me. Yep. And is open in the back with the little ties. Mm-hmm. It's the ultimate feeling of not pretty mm-hmm. and awkward and vulnerable. Like, yep. Totally represents that for me. But in this dream, I had this cute pair of shoes on mm-hmm. and a tiara on my head. Yep. And every time I would wake up with this, I'd be like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to go through this. But God, if you give me strength and dignity, even in the vulnerability, I can do mm-hmm. this. I know I can do this. And it made me think of, I think you even have it as a tattoo. Mm. From Proverbs, mm-hmm. this woman is clothed with strength and dignity. She laughs at the days to come. She laughs at the days to come. Yeah. Now, none of us are laughing yeah. <laughs> about this diagnosis or the process of healing mm-hmm. that we're in now. But I knew God was saying to me, I'll give you strength and dignity, even in all your vulnerability, and you will smile at the future. Now, some days I pick to smile. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think... I don't know, Amy, when we read these verses, don't we think that something magical is going to happen to us? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That it's like nothing to do with us. Like God's just going to give us this extraordinary grace that makes us smile at the future. Yeah, that we don't have to try or partner or do anything, really. It's just going to happen. So do you ever get kind of stuck on the tension of what is mine to do and what actually can't I do? Uh, yep. <laughs> Constantly. So welcome to the Rumble, friends. Yeah. This is kind of where we're at. So I end up getting a pair of shoes. Can you guess what color they are? Blue. Yeah, Joseph Fluvog shoes that are blue. And if any of our listeners want to look them up, you will find, you do Joseph Fluvog and you will find the funkiest shoes. Mm -hmm. And so these shoes have a funny little heel and blue little laces, little bow like in my dream. And the first day I had them to put them on, the funny thing was is that I went through mental gymnastics. Does this ever happen to you when God gives you something? (laughs) Yes. I'm like, I don't want to put these on. All of a sudden, I didn't want to put them on, even though I thought they were so cute and fun. And the idea had been captivating to me. Mm -hmm. And these friends had been like, we're going to give you joy while you go. We can't take the cancer away, but we can bless you with fun. Everything about it had seemed theoretically fun. (laughs) Yeah. And now at the moment. delightful. mm, I don't want to do this. So here I am getting ready to go to the cancer clinic for the day. And I don't want to put the shoes on. Mm -hmm. I don't want to put them on because people will notice me. Mm. And I want to hide. And I just want to take care of my own self right now. Mm-hmm. And there's a legitimacy to that, right? Mm-hmm. We don't always have to take care of everybody else. No. We really don't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want our listeners to hear that. <laughs> and for me, as a caregiver, spiritually and emotionally, my mm-hmm. whole life, that's a go-to place for me that mm-hmm. I had pulled back from legitimately. I do want our listeners to know, like, I didn't talk about this for a month. Yeah. I didn't talk to anybody. I couldn't even handle it. And I did 
turn down opportunities and appointments and things because I knew I had nothing to give to other people. Mm-hmm. But now on this day, I don't want to wear shoes, these shoes because I don't want anybody to talk to me. Mm-hmm. But I'm feeling conflicted. Like, I can trace the dots here yeah. that God has spoken to me. Mm-hmm. These shoes come from someone I hardly know, and it's an extravagant gift. And I have the dream with the hospital gown and the shoes and the tiara. Just so everybody knows, I have not gone trotting around in the tiara. It's hard enough to do it in the shoes, okay? <laughs> Every time I'm at a place that might sell tiaras, I just kind of like glance around to see if there's any that are like what I am picturing in my head. I haven't found it. Oh, phew. Because <laughs> I'm know looking. You're the kind of friend. <laughs> Be like, so Michelle, remember your dream? God said. Yeah. This but, sounds like a great idea for you to do. Not yeah. Me. <laughs> been there before Katie if you get it for me you're coming to the clinic with me if you hold my hand I can do it but you have to drive all the way to Edmonton with me and that's a five-hour drive that's tempting that's That's a lot of love that's too much love I know but that's doable to see you in a tiara in a hospital gown (laughs) and my awesome blue shoes so anyway I'm like oh (laughs) okay I'm gonna wear these shoes and my next thought I kid you not and maybe this thought wasn't for me I don't know what do you think Mm -hmm. the thought is Isn't it kind of rude to wear happy shoes in a place where people are so sad? Isn't it kind of rude? Insensitive? Some people might judge you. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know if that was me or an accuser. It sounds familiar like somebody else's voice that has been mine, but not mine. You know what I'm talking about? The second thought, which sounded a lot more like Jesus, was when has self-consciousness ever helped you share my life with anyone else? Mm. Booyah. Yeah. Mic drop. Fine, Jesus. (laughs) But you know, Amy, there's something good about being in that spot yeah. where you've gone through all of that. And now when I'm going, I'm actually going stripped of self and strength and pride. Yeah. Or at least I thought I was. Oh, yeah. I was doing good that day. So I go to the clinic. Sure enough, everybody who sees them smiles at them. Anybody who talks to me is like, whoa, those are some kind of shoes. Some yeah. people thought they were funner than others because they're funky. Yeah. They're not even just like a pretty pair of shoes. They're funky. Yeah. You can't hide. Well, the next day I go in and everything goes sideways with my chemo treatment. It was mm-hmm. a kind of a bad day. Well, no, actually one of the worst. Yeah. I'm down there alone because mm-hmm. COVID and people and I'm far from home. And I mean, somebody would come with me if I knew to plan for an emergency, but I don't know to plan for yeah. emergency. So this day goes very badly. And I'm in the little emergency unit for a long time. And I'm laying there alone. My phone battery's dying. I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. I have no one with me. And I've got these pretty blue toes sticking out the, the blanket. <laughs> I don't know why at some point someone didn't say, let's take your shoes off. But I'm all wired yeah. up there looking at my toes sticking out the end of the blanket. For a minute, there was this feeling of mockery. Like, mm. this is a bit of a joke, isn't it? Yeah. But again, I think that's the voice of the enemy. Mm. Maybe. Because yeah. <laughs> he mocks. And I was like, God... You just are here with me. I know you are. And none of this is a mistake because we can connect the dots. Mm. I didn't pick any of this, but here we are. And these people have blessed me and I've got these funky shoes on sticking out the end of the blanket in the emergency department. There's a lady sitting in the bed next to me or lying in the bed and she's also a hot mess. There's no dignity in there. Everybody's in their Johnny shirts. Yeah. Can I just say Johnny shirts a lot? (laughs) I wonder... Oh, so curious. Anyways, that's yeah. just wonder like the development of those sayings, like where did it come from? Uh, you can find okay. it on Wikipedia. Oh, yeah, has exactly. some suggestions because I researched it in case I was crazy, but I might be, but that's not why. No. <laughs> Anyhow, this lady's also an, an undignified hot mess in her Johnny shirt. And at one point, we just kind of, you know, glanced at each other. But what do I have to give anybody right now? I'm mm-hmm. actually not okay. I have nothing to give. Mm-hmm. I don't. So hours go by as we all wait in our various states of weakness and need. And I glance over at her again because people, I like people even when I'm not okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And she's looking at my shoes. 
And I just feel curious now because I'm actually rendered down to nothingness. I don't, <laughs> I don't have emotions for this. I'm just looking at her and she's looking at my shoes. And then all of a sudden she looks up at me and she smiles. And we just smile at each other. And something, it was one of those connecting moments where there's not mm-hmm. a lot of words. Mm-hmm. But we both felt something together, connected with each other. And it was a very interesting moment for me because I don't think I'm unusual in that I don't like vulnerability mm-hmm. when I'm not okay. Mm-hmm. And I don't think she probably liked where she was either. But we connected together and something of the Spirit of God that happens in obedience that has nothing to do with us except we said yes, mm-hmm. happened in that moment. And I felt it. Mm-hmm. And so did she. And so from then on, there was just a different atmosphere in the room. And all I could think, Amy, is, is this what God means? It's, or Paul wrote it in 2 Corinthians 12 about his own story, where he had a weakness, something, we don't know what it was, and he begged God, take it away from me. And God says, your, my strength is made perfect in your weakness. I don't know what people think that verse means. I don't know, but we sure like quote it a lot. A in, lot. In things that are like, Okay. And sometimes it feels like slapping the happy, clappy band-aid on our misery. Yeah. So how do we get to that point of authentic weakness Yeah. where we acknowledge it's his strength? Yeah. Uh, good question. Because as I was like, we had kind of briefly, t- you know, you I think it was just a one sentence thing that you had said, let's talk about this. And I was we like, don't sure. have a lot of time together in between. No. I'm running back to Edmonton yeah. in 20 minutes. Exactly. And it's like, for me, it was the thought of like, how do we get to that place? Because often we see, you know, the utter weakness as the last resort. Mm -hmm. Like, man, let's partner in my strength with Jesus's strength. And then it will be like both of us at our like high points and we'll do this good. We don't often naturally go to, okay, my weakness, if it's not a last resort. Or we end up swinging to the extreme end of like, okay, I'm weak. So I'm just going to kind of maybe lie here in a cesspool and give up. See, I know how to get weak like that. I'm right? just going to say. But I don't, I don't think that's, I don't think that's what it is. And as I was thinking about it, I was like, man, it reminded me of uh, Hebrews 4. Yeah. When they talk about how, man, we don't have a high priest who has no clue, who can't sympathize with our weakness. Mm-mm. It's like he faced everything. And so we can go to him for mercy and grace. Mm-hmm. And it was like, for me, that was like the connection of like, you know, not just to lie down and be like, oh, whatever, this is the worst. I'm cesspooling victim. Yeah. But it's the fact that it's like, okay, Jesus is here and he knows our weaknesses. So I can turn to him and find mercy and grace from him. Yeah. And not in a, so then I can be strong and go back to be looking good. And that's the thing, right? Oh, it's the temptation, right? Like Jesus will <laughs> show up. And we don't up. even know it. I'm no. not a, I like showing up shiny with the goodness of Jesus. Oh, yeah. I hate lying down in weakness in a Johnny shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Alone and afraid. Like, right? no. No. Yeah. <laughs> and so my understanding of his strength in my weakness, it's something I can't even figure out. Yeah. But I can recognize it. Mm, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a really good point. That I don't think it's something that we can... Generate um, or fabricate. Generate or, you know, tailor our circumstances so we get to that point. Because it's kind of a weird performance thing. Here I am with nothing to give, but I know, I, know I still have stuff in my back pocket. Because I'm choosing to be here? Yeah, yeah, there's a weirdness to that. When we recognize we are in our weakness... And we're having the ominous conversations with God. Because that happens, right? When we are just like utterly spent, we don't we don't have the energy to even try and perform good enough for God in our prayer. Like it's just open and honest and like what the 
crap is going on. <laughs> like, I have nothing. And I'm here with these shoes. And like, what am I doing here? This is re- God. God, yeah. where yeah. are you in this? And why am I here? It's a moment of surrender. I think that's our part. It really is surrender. And it's like, I want to avoid pain. So I'm just going to admit here in our rumbling that I've tried to figure out how to generate coming to this spot so that I won't have to come to it involuntarily. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I mean, by definition, that's not in our weakness. Authentic then. weakness, right? It's like... <laughs> Manufactured weakness. I don't know. It's, it's really, again, here's where the tension of the mystery is where you and I choose to go in this yeah. podcast because I know all the goodness is in that that further up and further in goodness is in acknowledging the mystery mm-hmm. but naming what we understand of it because we choose yes to this yeah God has blessed us all with stuff he mm-hmm. he created us in his image so everybody's got some we would say innate awesomeness yeah. something to bring to the table that's how God wired them and I love that and then we like to encourage people to cultivate those strengths. And so I'm a big fan mm-hmm. of further education or apprenticeship or mentorship. Like there's so many ways we can do that. And so we do bring all that to the table of our yes to God. Yeah. And I don't think he's deeply disturbed by the fact that sometimes we start to confuse that strength as being something awesome in us. Mm-hmm. That's really mm-hmm. a gift from him. Yeah. Because he's a good father. You know, when our kids are like... <laughs> You're talking about your son playing hockey, and you're yeah. like, I touched the puck twice, and he thinks he's, like, rocking this. Yeah. And we're just smiling at him. We're not going, you dummy. Yeah. I gave you that gear, and someone else threw the puck at you. But yeah. We don't do that. Yeah. We delight in his showing up. Yeah. And so I know that God feels this way towards us. I mm-hmm. don't think there's any, like, religious compulsion for you to every day admit you're just a worm. Yeah. No. No. We. Uh, yeah. I don't. That's not really super. No. It's family. not. It's gross. Scripture. And there's something holy about the weak places we find ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so I'm picturing people I really love right now that have admitted they've never been depressed like they are. Mm. The longness of COVID the hardness of their jobs, what's going on in their marriages or with their kids that they Mm. cannot fix. And there is a feeling of exhaustion and hopelessness. And we just try to grind on through. Mm. And somehow grinding on through is just barely cutting it. And good job, we're still showing up, you know? Yeah. But I wonder if there's a way to acknowledge the weakness in our quiet places alone and surrender Mm. in it. Mm-hmm. Yesterday morning, my Bible reading just took me to Hebrews 11, which is a great chapter, and I love it. I've yeah. read it many times in my life, but I was kind of on autopilot, my brain distracted with, oh, no, I have to go back to Edmonton tomorrow. I'm just going to be honest. Yeah, It's hard to be excited about that. And uh, Hebrews 11 goes on, and it's this great list of heroes of the faith. And again, it sounds fast and easy when you read it, right? Mm-hmm. By faith, Abraham, boom, <laughs> waited 25 yeah. years for a promise to be fulfilled. Yeah. Oh yeah, but it took me two seconds to read the two sentences. Yeah. So it wouldn't have been that hard. <laughs> and God just like kind of blessed him with some wham shazam awesomeness yeah. and you know, how we can read scripture without digging deeply into it. And I'm getting along to the part where it's like, there's too many great stories to tell. By faith, Gideon and Barak and all these other people. And that's kind of when I stopped myself and went, slow down here. You're not feasting on this. Mm. You're gobbling it and moving on with your day. So I slowed down and I read again. And I saw something I've not seen before, which is the beauty of Scripture. Because I, I'm yeah. probably hundreds of times with this chapter in my whole lifetime. And uh, it says, by faith, their weakness was turned to strength. Mm. By faith. So not by like pulling up by the bootstraps. 
not by grinning and bearing it. What does that mean? Hmm. What does it mean that by faith our weakness was turned to strength? Hmm. Oh, that's a question you're asking me. <laughs> <laughs> you look captivated. It's like, yeah, yeah. Come on, Amy, you've got answers to this. I know. Yeah. Weakness by faith. I think, again, it comes back. It's like, who do we think God is? Yeah. And who do we think we are to God? And what do we believe he's told us? Yeah. Because that's the stuff we can anchor ourselves in. And that's where the faith comes in. That's like all I've got right now. Yeah. I'm going back to Edmonton. I hate being there by myself. I hate missing home. I don't like the feeling. Yeah. Of being in that sick, sad place. I don't. But who is God? Yeah. And who did he say he would be for me? Mm-hmm. Well, I've got a list of promises a mile long, and I believe them. And it's in that place of going, I actually have nothing but you, God. Mm-hmm. And we're all in that place in one way or another. Please don't hear. Yeah. You have to have cancer to be here. No. I hate that. There's enough empathy to go around. Yeah. For whatever makes you feel sad and tired today. God has enough of himself for that. He wants you just to know his presence and to believe in his goodness. And he will show up strong. Yeah. And so we bless our listeners, whatever you're facing today, whatever's going on, just get away for a few minutes where you don't have to buck up and be strong and surrender. Just acknowledge, I don't have what it takes for this, but I believe you, God. Would you take my weakness? And would you show up with your glory and your strength and your kindness? And it may not feel like lights and bells and whistles. It might not. There's some version of the funky blue shoes for you Hmm. where you're going to see God in your day and you'll know it was him and not you. And so we bless you in that awkward, holy place of weakness to surrender to the goodness of God, that your faith will make your weakness strong. We bless you as you head further up and further in. (laughs) 